Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with the Dopey Millennial Show. Good, bad. It's going to be like a drama every week. It's going to be awesome. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. can't stand is a person who can't admit when they're wrong you ever have one of those friends always who is they're they're the type of person you might correct you might come back to them later and you're like hey you remember when you said this you know you you were wrong about that oh no 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 you just didn't understand you didn't understand what i said no 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 it's really it's really really this you know there's there's a ton of those in uh sports talk radio who will try to change the conversation, move the goalpost of what it was. But look, I'm I'm not one of those people. I'm one of those who regularly love to go, hey, mm-hmm. look, you know what? I had a really strong take. Yeah. I was super wrong. So yeah. it it's funny because I'm the same way. I'm the I'm very quick to be like, hey, I was wrong. However, one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard, there was a professor of mine who always told me, You weren't wrong. He said, never admit that you were wrong. Say I wasn't wrong. I just didn't have all the information. Oh, um, yeah. Was that, <laughs> was was that like, a state? Yes, it was. Okay, I feel like <laughs> you might know who yeah. the professor is. Yeah, I wasn't wrong. I just didn't have all the information. <sighs> yeah, that's not me. I was wrong. Sports Radio 19 on the game and the Odyssey app. Thank you. Uh, it is the Dopey Millennial Show. I am Caleb Johnson, and I was wrong about the in-season tournament. I was convinced when the NBA announced this in-season tournament thing, I went, come on, man. Oh, we're bringing some European soccer-style tournament thing to the NBA. You know, this isn't going to make the players care. This isn't going to make the fans care. This is just going to add some new thing for the NBA to market television and, and try to, you know, market these games in a new, different way and all this extra stuff and Oh, man, it's it's never going to work. I was wrong. And look, you can be upset with the the courts that the NBA has decided to use for these in-season tournament games. I'm not a huge fan of those. The red in Chicago, the red in, in uh, Philly, it's hard to look at. The Hawks got off pretty easy, honestly, getting that baby blue color. Y- you know about that? 
I think I've realized the lighter, almost pastel colors look a lot better because I like the Utah Jazz's yeah. and theirs is like a nice lavender color. I think those work better. It, it it has worked better because it's just softer on your eyes. You can see everything. It doesn't feel um, like you're. You, there's no issue seeing the ball. I think the the court that they're playing on for the end season tournament championship uh, is a bit difficult with the blue and the red kind of mixed in together. It's not the most just easy to take in on the eyes. However, when it comes to the games themselves, the tournament itself. Give a round of applause to Adam Silver. I mean, come on. Here's the thing. If you didn't care before about regular season basketball games, this may not have moved the mark for you. If you don't care about the NBA that much in general, may not have moved the mark for you. If you're a fan of the NBA, though, this has made regular season basketball games in November and December so much fun to watch. So much fun. Like, because what you ended up with, teams that cared, cared, played hard, advanced. Teams that did not care, got knocked out. Even good teams. Boston Celtics, team that didn't care. They were like, well, well, we don't even understand. I mean, what's going on with this in-season tournament thing? I don't even know. Okay. All right. If you guys didn't talk about it amongst yourselves, that's on y'all. That's that's money out of y'all's pocket that you could have won if you won this whole tournament. However, there's been teams who did care. Some younger teams. We have a championship game that I think is absolutely perfect. The in-season tournament championship game has given us the Lakers against the Pacers. And when I say those are two polar opposite teams, they could not be any more opposite when it comes to veteran leadership guys that have been around the block for a long time have a long illustrious career are headed to the hall of fame and then a young pacers team just trying to cut their teeth in the league prove they belong and give themselves some excitement of a franchise in the lakers who are beloved by many and a pacers franchise that often gets overlooked because it's not in a major market and they've made it interesting. They've made it competitive. It is in the third quarter, and it's a seven-point game. Lakers are up 67-60 right now. It's been an incredibly fun tournament. We got a great game with the Pacers and the Bucks in the semifinals. Now, granted, I'll get you the Lakers and the Pelicans. The Pelicans dropped the ball on that one, and they made it incredibly bo- boring to watch, and I turned that one off at halftime. However... For the most part, this tournament has been really fun to watch. Uh, has been very competitive. There's a lot, a lot of high-scoring, close, close competitive games. Having to play in a different style than you're used to, where at the end of games, instead of just running out the clock, you're you know you need to worry about your point total to advance past your group play. All of that. So it brought different strategy to the game. You cared for different reasons. It made the game more fun, and boy, was I wrong about the in-season tournament. I just, I, in my defense, Dom, to your point about Professor, you know, I did not have all the information. I did not know how all of these things were, were going to impact one another, the, the point totals of the group play and all of this sort of stuff. Um, 
I didn't have all of the information. But also, there was a level of it took the players caring about this, and you have two teams in the championship game that absolutely care. You have the Lakers who you don't think LeBron wants to have on his record. Yeah. First winner of the end season tournament. Michael didn't have that one. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think that's the big thing. I think the big reason why it's been a relative success. I think it has brought some more eyes to it and, and obviously they've brought they've said the numbers have improved. So but I think having LeBron buy in was the key thing. Yeah. The fact that he and the Lakers are here and like you see LeBron's going like someone <laughs> is the tweet that I saw, which is hilarious to me, where he was like, LeBron James is a billionaire and he's out here playing his heart out for that five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> like his kids won't eat tomorrow if he doesn't yeah. win. And I like that. I, I appreciate that anytime because LeBron does feel like one of those individuals who's kind of a throwback where it's like, anytime I have an opportunity to show that I'm the best in the world, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And then you have the Pacers who, look, all of those guys, this would be like a quarter of their salary yeah. at one spot. <laughs> it just exactly. At one spot to win this game, you get 25% of your yearly salary because you know, you're a young guy on a rookie deal still trying to make your way through the NBA with, with guys like Halliburton and Neesmith and uh, uh, some of those other. It's just, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think this game that we've got right now, even though the Lakers have started to separate themselves a little bit, I, I have no doubt that the Pacers will make a late surge. Like This is going to be a pretty tight game, I think, for the most part, and it's been overall an incredibly fun tournament. Now, I did tease before the break that I did want to get into some Hawks talk because – I feel like when we started off the season, there was a bit of realism of what was going to happen with this Hawks team. They subtracted more than they added. They sent John Collins over to Utah. This was a team that was bringing in a a coach who was going to be having his first full season and a roster that was more looking at developing than have they didn't go out and get the splashy name in the offseason. So there was some realistic expectations of what were going to happen. And then they went through the early parts of the year, and yes, they, you know, you lose to the Hornets on opening night, but then you go and you beat the Bucks, and, you know, and you go and you beat the Timberwolves, and you, you get some good wins under your belt, uh, and you start to feel confident. You're like, man, I did not expect Jalen Johnson and these guys to, to, you know, develop like they have and they're playing really well and all these things start happening. And then I feel like some unrealistic expectations started to open up into what this Hawks team could truly be. And then they've hit their first real snag of Jalen Johnson breaking his, or excuse me, not breaking his wrist. He fractured his wrist and be out some, some substantial time. Um, you also had some missed opportunities in other games. You you barely beat the Spurs, you know, and, and that sort of thing kind of happens. You're unable to beat the Knicks either time that you face them at home. Your home record, not great. You're 3-6 and six at home. It's not ideal. But I just don't want us to change our, our perspective of what we consider this Hawks team to be. Sure, have they underperformed? in areas that we think they should have done better at? Absolutely. Uh, Are there guys that I think we need more from, like DeAndre Hunter and DeJounte Murray and Sadiq Bey and Clint Capella? 100%. But I just don't want us to to lose sight of this was a team who is on first-year head coach, 
second year of trying to make a a backcourt duo work in Trey and DeJounte. Uh, also trying to develop some talent, and one of those biggest developed pieces is now missing from your team in Jalen Johnson. So I just I want us to pump the brakes on on some of the the negativity talk that I feel like we we seen. And it's honestly it's easy for me to jump in too because I do think they've underperformed. They they're on a three game losing streak right now, and I feel like there's you know quite honestly there's a Brooklyn game in between that Milwaukee and Sixers game that has you you know scratching your head of like that's not one you should drop but you just got outplayed and it's tough to have a team that you believe in just get outplayed by a team that you think they're better than but that's happened a lot of times for this Hawks team this year specifically against the Sixers you had a real opportunity to be the Sixers team without Trey Young and yet it didn't happen just because of the slimmest margins and I feel like that's what we're going to be dealing with a lot this season it's just slim margins where maybe we get a little bit frustrated but I feel like we've got to be realistic this was always a team that was going to be on the fringe of the playoffs a play-in most likely but maybe could make you know could could be up to that sixth seed and make the playoffs Um, you know it was going to be right there on the edge and I still they're right in that area I know the 10th right now but, uh, you know, this is also a tough part of their schedule, I believe. Um, it doesn't get any easier with Denver on Monday. But when we get back, going to get into uh, reporters' takes, some sound from uh, around the NBA, the NFL, some other things. Going to let you hear from DeJounte Murray, what he had to say after their loss to the Sixers is he was the, the guy in charge to take the reins with uh, Trey Young out of this one. But I just don't want to, us to get too down on this team. But we'll come back, get into a reporter's take. It is the Dopey Millennial Show on Sports Radio 99 The Game and the Odyssey app. Getting your weekend sports talk fixed here, here with the Dopey Millennial Show. My ears are bleeding. From Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let me know right now, please. The need out 
Sports Radio 99 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you for just a couple more segments until 11 o'clock. You know, there is one particular reason why I could understand Hawks fans not enjoying the in-season tournament. Not because the Hawks were eliminated in the group stage play of the tournament, but because... Hawks fans are having to watch an in-season tournament championship game in which Torian Prince and Cam Reddish are starting for one of the championship contending teams. I mean... And by the way, Cam Reddish is balling this year. Yeah. And now, now before, because I know you're out there, before you, as a fan, go, hey, look, this this team gave up on Cam Reddish too soon. No. No. Cam Reddish gave up on this team. That man asked for a trade. He gave up. I watched it with my own two eyes. I heard some things behind the scenes of how that situation all went down. Cam Reddish gave up on the Hawks, and the Hawks decided, you know what? All right, we've got to move on from this. This guy is a cancer in our locker room. I thought when he went to Portland, or yeah, when he went to Portland after New York, I was like, all right, so we're just seeing that this guy just doesn't have what we thought he was capable of. And then he goes to LA. And I guess it took LeBron being like, hey, son, come on. I saw you with Duke. I saw the mixtapes. Like, we're going to make this thing work. And, uh, and, and you're right, Dom, but that Cam's, you know, Cam was the 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 one rare time that LeBron actually wants to bring on a young player and yeah. like coach him up a little bit because typically LeBron's like get these young guys out of yeah. here I'm trying to win championships exactly this is the one time where he was like okay you know we can bring you under the wing a little bit but I think it's because of like the thing that I always loved about Cam Reddish is he had this he had that dog in him like like he was the guy who was like I can do anything and the problem was he was playing with that mindset with the Hawks. And he had not done the work yet to perfect his game. Like he could, he he had the dog in him in in high school and in college when he was dealing with a different level of competition. But he had not done the the difficult part of working on his game to match the confidence that he had. Because dude would take some shots, and you'd just be <laughs> like, listen, Woo-hoo! listen, I. One of the funnest times watching the Hawks was when Cam Reddish was here, especially like his rookie year, when like when he would get minutes, he would just come out firing. Yes. He was chucking it. He didn't care. Did he, not Cam care. Reddish would come out and play six minutes, and he'd be second on the team in sh- in in uh, field goal attempts. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. It was uh, it was a fun time until it got to a point uh, of. You know, Hawks were winning, and then they had to start managing their roster differently, and expectations changed, and the whole nine yards. And uh, he went the way of New York and Portland, and now with L.A. as the Lakers are up uh, 77-69 halfway through the third quarter of this in-season tournament championship game played out in Las Vegas. All right, want to get into a reporter's take and get to some sound of uh, of the day of the week of the last couple of days. Specifically, I'm going to start with DeJounte Murray after the loss to uh, the Sixers. The Hawks lost to the Sixers 
on Friday, 125-114. Trey Young did not play in that game. He did not even take the flight with them to Philly because he was dealing with an illness. The Hawks truly, they started off slow, but they were competitive in this game and were trading the lead back and forth with Philly, um, honestly, until you got in that last um, – my laptop computer is playing sound. There we go. Uh, he got eh, – look, sometimes, Dom, you just got to call it out. You can't, you can't scare me like that. I thought that was me doing something over here. I'm like, <laughs> hey, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, see, if I was in your seat, it would have been me because I definitely – Taken some phone calls and left my producer mic on and had Nick Kale yell at me. <laughs> Happens to but, the best. Uh, of yeah, no, but uh, the the Hawks were truly in that game with the Sixers, trading the lead back and forth until about what five minutes to play, maybe a little bit less, closer to three minutes left to play, uh, and then it just kind of fell apart. That uh, Philly ended up at the free throw line, but uh, I want to let you listen to Dejounte Murray who looks at himself as a leader on this team, I think is one of the guys that this team listens to. Um, he has a take that, I'll be honest with you, I don't exactly agree with, so let, let's listen. I think at the end of the day, we played a great game and we fought, and just that last five minutes, we didn't execute. Um, and, and, you know, they got to the free throw line and just things like that. So you know, at the end of the day, I think, we're not happy we lost, but, you know, we fought and uh, we we could we had control and we could have won the game. Yeah, so DeJounte, a guy who doesn't typically go this route with his answers. DeJounte's typically the guy to go, look, we're not happy. We lost. You know, like, that's on us. We need to work harder. We need to figure out what we've got and come out and, and play a stronger 48 minutes and, you know, figure this thing out. And whether it's words or not, I just feel like the attitude reflected what we saw in that game. And if there's anything that concerns me, it's when the mindset shifts in a team of, you know, we fought hard. We tried our best. We, you know, I mean, we, we were missing our best offensive player. Yeah. And so, come on, guys, what'd you really expect? And I think, to your point, for a guy from San Antonio to basically be going up talking about moral victories, that's that's a little concerning because, like, we know what's instilled in you. We know Pop didn't play moral victories, so we know how much you were ingrained in that culture. For him to kind of be shifting and almost, like, yeah, we're happy with the loss almost, kind of crazy. It's wild to me, Dom, because DeJounte is not this type of person. He is a one who prides himself on, look, I'm I'm from Seattle. You know, I've had it rough. I know what it takes to fight hard to get where you want to go. You know, I had, to, I had to scrap. I had to hustle. I had to this. I had to that. And that's the type of mentality. Like, that's part of the reason why he is in Atlanta. That's part of the reason why the Hawks traded for him is because he's got that mentality that, you expect to be positive for a team to see him defeated after a game like this. And essentially on a, Hey, you know, we were good for 43 minutes of that game. And then the last five hit and you know, things happen. I'm okay with a fan base that goes that route. I'm okay with a radio station who is a partner of the team and and us taking that route. I don't like my play. I don't like my team going that route. It just feels, it feels strange. 
It feels odd. It it feels defeatist in which I'm thinking, you know, sure, you had everything against you, but you almost you almost did it. It this is this is, to quote one of my favorite movies because I love the Fast and Furious series. This is Brian O'Connor looking at Dom going, I almost had you, bro. I almost had you. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in the first Fast and Furious. Like, no. He gets made Brian Connor O'Connor gets made fun of mm-hmm. by Dom for that. Yep. Because he's, you know, almost had me. You didn't you never almost had me. And that's how Joel Embiid and the Sixers have got to feel after this game, where it's like, there's no moral victories. And we're used to this team talking in that manner of, hey, you know, this isn't uh, this wasn't good enough. We've got to be better. Uh, but to essentially kind of walk away from this one being like, well, you know, we fought hard. Just the last five minutes got away from us. And, uh, you know, it happens. He, just- he essentially was just like, GG, good game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what he did. GG. I, I just wonder, like, is the season starting to wear on him? Like, it, did he, did we just catch him on, on an off night or what? I just, I don't know. This is something that I hope is not a trend uh, for this Hawks team, because as much as the expectations for some fans might be a little bit high of what we can expect, I do believe this is a fringe playoff team. And if they are not a fringe playoff team, um, you know, then then they truly have underperformed. If they, I mean, if they by the end of the season, if they have fallen, if, if by the trade deadline, if they are not somewhere between six and nine. Then, then, yeah, then this team has uh, has underperformed, but we're not there yet. We've got some time. All right, I want to get to uh, one other piece of sound um, that uh, is actually from Micah Parson, uh, who on his I, I'm trying to remember if it, is it Bleacher Report that he does. I think so. It's his podcast like on uh, as he's I think he's on the same network though as as Draymond Green. Yeah, um, yeah. That do these player podcast well. After what happened with Tim Boyle and the Jets, uh, the Falcons, you know, that game was messy. The Falcons get the win. A lot of chaos happens over the course of the week that leads to Tim Boyle not only not the starter anymore, but off the team because there are some rumors of how, you know, the story got leaked that the Jets were going to go back to Zach Wilson this coming week. And Zach Wilson apparently wasn't interested in starting. I want to start off with what Micah Parsons had to say about the media and how they handled the situation. And then do a little bit of clarification uh, where I think Micah got this one wrong. Uh, and also just kind of clean up the story a little bit from the pieces that I've been able to put together. So let's see from Micah. A lot of you said y'all wanted to get rid of Zach Wilson. Y'all shamed him. He got blamed by the media. He got blamed by everyone. Coach said that was their best option at quarterback. And you thought anybody can just play quarterback in the NFL because y'all just think quarterback is just the easiest job, which is not. Zach Wilson's execution hasn't been great. But in reality, he's a good enough player to win games. Everyone cares about what your quarterback did and if he performed enough and good enough to win. And he's in New York. New York's huge in football. New York media. And you guys deliberately killed 
build this man's confidence. Y'all single-handedly broke him down. If I'm Zach and you know this team may move on from me, you have this narrative that is painted against you and you have an opportunity to fix it. That's a beautiful thing about life. And if I are you, I don't care what no one says. I'm going to go out here and just play my brand of football. And that's the best thing you can do. All right. Here's where I think Micah Parson got it wrong is this idea that the media killed Zach Wilson's confidence. The media just presented the facts, which was Zach Wilson, bad quarterback. Yeah, Zach Wilson is not good at football. That's not the yeah. media killing him or criti- like it's- now. But Dom, two things can be true at the same time, well, yes. which is outside of Zach Wilson, the Jets are a mess. The Jets are an absolute mess because they bowed down to the demands of Aaron Rodgers, who then ended up not being a part of the team. Four snaps. Yeah, after four snaps. And so it's one of those, like, would we be probably questioning Aaron Rodgers' play at this point of the season? Yes. But then the play of Aaron also could have been at an, uh, an elite enough level that it caused everyone to look at the outside pieces and go, oh, okay, some of these in-game decisions have been really rough. And the the defense here lately has not lived up to their potential, and they're letting people run all over them. Uh, and these weapons that, you know, were asked for are, you know, old as Moses and, and, and just past their prime. And we've got an offensive coordinator that is buddies with the quarterback, but there's probably a reason why he was fired by – his mm-hmm. last team that he was a head coach of, you know, like all mm-hmm. of these things. Sure. Those can also be true. Um, but this whole idea that the media is what got to Zach Wilson is why he didn't play up to his standards. No, that was, that was not on the media. However, I have seen that reportedly Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle were having a private conversation where Zach Wilson said, you know, kind of in, in, camaraderie with Tim Boyle of like, oh man, they're benching you. I'm not even going to play. And apparently Tim Boyle leaked that to Diana Rossini who reported it, which is how it got to Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show and blew up into this major controversy of, uh, of, you know, sources and all this sort of stuff. A giant mess in New York. That's kind of funny because you know, this team uh, obviously having a bad season, but it literally, like, the Falcons broke them. The Falcons beating them in a disgusting, rainy game broke them, and uh, their their franchise in just a week has gone through all kinds of issues. So it'll be interesting to see what Zach Wilson's able to do for that Jets team coming up this week. However, we got one final segment. It is uh, news you can lose. Going to get into a crazy story that is happening in the NFL, but outside of the game. It is the Dopey Millennial Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Latest weekend sports talk with the Dopey Millennials Show. Dump the old ish, upgrade to the new. From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It's one final segment of the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you. Enjoyed the last couple of hours. Uh, it's been a fun show, fun day, but probably no one's day has been better. Well, I don't know. I'll debate that. There's been two two guys today who've had an incredible day. One, Shohei Otani, who uh, unofficially has signed a 10-year, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But the guy that I was thinking of is Jaden Daniels from LSU, quarterback who is now the new 2023 Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, And I say that because there's now a video circulating on social media of at the end of uh, Arizona State's season last year, Jaden Daniels transferred from Arizona State to LSU. Well, apparently, a couple of his teammates weren't too happy about that transfer and videoed the equipment crew cleaning out his locker and said, clear his bleep out. He sucks anyways. Huh. And now that man got to stand (laughs) on the stage in New York tonight holding the Heisman Trophy as the best football player in college football this season. So... Kudos to you, Jaden Daniels, uh, yes. because you clearly got the uh, last say on that one. As I'm thinking, man, how upset you got to be uh, just like in your feels to be on social media, record a video being like, man, he sucks anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, like just put the phone down. Yeah, please. exactly. But uh, congrats to Jaden Daniels on winning the Heisman. Uh, also wanted to give a congrats as uh, one one final segment here on the Dopey Millennial Show. Like to do a news you can lose and then hand out a participation trophy. So uh, I want to start off news you can lose not only with Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman, but if you're a fan of Atlanta United and if you've been a fan of Atlanta United for some time, you got to see former Atlanta United players win the MLS Cup tonight. As uh, Darlington Nagby getting the start, Julian Gressel, also a part of Columbus crew, uh, beat LAFC 2-1 to one to uh, claim Columbus's, I believe it's their third MLS Cup. So they're behind, uh, I believe it was LA Galaxy, who's got like five, and then someone else that I'm blanking on. But congrats to Darlington Nagby. Who, uh, if you ever saw anything that that media wise that that Nagby did, was just one of the kindest individuals here in Atlanta. Also, really good at his job, uh, you know, handling uh, that midfield there uh, for Atlanta United in his time. Obviously, won a ring here in Atlanta. Goes over to Columbus and uh, wins a wins a ring for Columbus Crew. like I said, they beat LAFC two uh, one. Always loved to kind of hate on Carlos Vela as he was a guy in constant competition with Joseph Martinez in those years that Joseph was so great for the five stripes. And uh, so, you know, never hate to see him go down. And Jason Longshore was actually telling me at the Odyssey Christmas party that uh, that 
LA's the LAFC's their style is just annoying to most people. So also kudos to the the better game plan I would say winning out for uh, for Columbus over LAFC. The other thing that I wanted to get into the big story for news you can lose is have you guys heard about this Jaguars former Jaguars employee and the amount of money this man is accused of stealing. So apparently Amit Patel who worked for the Jaguars uh, between 2018 and this year, 2023, was in the I'm, – I'm trying to remember what his specific job title was, but he was essentially in the front office working with their uh, – the organization's virtual credit card program. Uh, this was a guy who was trusted with a lot of important – monetary information when it came to the Jaguars. Um, and what did he do with that intel that he was trusted with? Because I would assume he had been vetted and, you know, had, had gone to school and worked hard to get this point of his career. Well, apparently Mr. Patel's salary was not enough for him because he went and stole more than $22 million between 2019, so he waited a year. He got hired in 2018. He had to figure smart. out smart. Had to figure out the system. Well, <laughs> yeah. you say, Dom, you say he was smart. He waited a year. He did get caught, but figured, yeah. <laughs> he figured out the system. And between 2019 and 2023, he exploited the organization's virtual credit card program to buy things such as two vehicles, a condo, a designer watch worth over ninety-five thousand dollars. And also multiple uh, bets on gambling sites and uh, investing in some cryptocurrency. And, uh, yeah. So, here's my thing. And this is kind of, this may not be necessarily the the direction of the conversation (laughs) that you thought it would go. Here's the thing. You don't have to tell everything you know and flash everything in front of people. Now, Dom, I say this as someone who has snuck in a time or two mm-hmm. places. Of course. That I should not have Shouldn't been. Shouldn't have been, yes. Yeah. Um, my my most proud moment, the one that I have no fear admitting, is that um, back when the Superdome in New Orleans was, uh, was owned by Mercedes, and it was the Mercedes Superdome, and the Mercedes logo was in the center of the stadium. Um, I and some other friends have been in the center logo of the stadium above that field uh, and in the VIP suites of that stadium as we snuck in, mm-hmm. figured out a clever way of doing that. And I guess to some extent me admitting this is doing the exact thing that I'm telling people not to do, which is if you figure something out, you don't have to flaunt it yep. in front of everyone. Yep. Because, and I, and I say the, the sneaking in thing, um, it's pretty much getting to the point of being impossible to pull that off anymore. Because everyone who has ever snuck into the World Series, into the Super Bowl, into the NBA Finals, into any big sporting event, feels this need to broadcast it to everyone, to go on social media. And post it. 
And now when you are a guy, and I get, you know, Amit Patel, um, if he is stealing this $22 million, he wants to spend the $22 million. And it's like if you just had the foresight to maybe not flaunt yeah, it all just... of the money. Maybe huh. you don't get caught. Obviously, obviously, folks, it's bad to steal. Clearly. That's the, that's the most obvious thing. But I'm just coming at it from the perspective of, hey, if you maybe didn't flaunt the nice cars and the watch and had everybody going, hold on, what's what's a meat's salary? Oh, I mean, okay. I know he's like, <laughs> I know he's. Yeah. Has he, 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 he know, got it like that? Well, but yeah. like. Is he doing that well? Man. Because, you know, Dom, this actually happened with an Amazon manager here in Atlanta Mm -hmm. where she was uh, accused of, you know, embezzling like $11 million, something like that. And how they figured it out is she bought a Lamborghini and started driving it Mm. to work. A lot of work. That's like that's what I'm saying. God gives the wrong people these opportunities. (laughs) Like, again, we talk about it's not good to steal. No. But if you're going to steal, stealing from millionaires is kind of okay. <laughs> so in that instance, like, I just, you have it made. And yeah. I think I think in a lot of those situations, especially because for him, like, he was getting away with it for years. I think that's the part is that they get away with it for mm-hmm. years. And so you start to get sloppy and then you kind of allow yourself to believe I won't get caught because I've been doing this for three years. Why would they catch me now? That was the thing is, so he had been doing this for five years. I think that Amazon worker, it was either two or three years that mm-hmm. she had been yeah. pulling off uh, her scam of, of stealing millions from Amazon. But uh, it's it's the, if you can just have the the will to just keep it on the down low and then she could have quit. Yeah, and she that's my thing. She could have quit her job. This quit, man could have quit. This. I, I, there's no way Amit Patel was making $22 million working for the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. <laughs> no. That man could have quit and gone on with his life and enjoyed mm-hmm. his money and, you know, and maybe another country even if he wanted exactly. to. Uh, and, and most people probably would have been none the wiser. But when you start, you start flashing it, People start asking questions. They investigate it. Once again, folks, I'm not stealing's bad. We, this is that's the obvious part of this. But you just get to a point where you're like, because the whole like sneaking into the stadiums thing. When I cover, well, I covered the SEC championship last week, and everyone at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, any security guard that I walked past to get into a new location, was grabbing my badge, holding it up to my face, feeling that it had the indentions because now instead of just a laminated uh, um, a credential, mm-hmm. there's now little grooves on the back, yep. little special things that they have to feel mm-hmm. that you couldn't fake at home with yep. your little you know, Xerox set. Um, but these things happen because, oh, well, last year we had three people go on social media and show us that they snuck into you know, this sporting event, so we got to step up. Our security and you know what happens with the, the stealing twenty two million dollars from a, uh, a an NFL organization? Yeah, that's gonna get the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office on you, which is exactly what happened to Amit Patel. They figured it out, and uh, yeah, now that man instead of just enjoying a little bit of right. Some nice, taking off the top yep. from a organization who's not gonna miss it, 
Man's gonna be spinning his time yeah. behind bars. I had a I had a very funny thought of like, what if a meet would have gotten away with this and like he did quit and then like three years later he and like Shad Khan, the owner of the <laughs> Jaguars, meet up in like the same place and Shad's like, There's Wait. no way you should be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. meet's just looking at him like, Yeah, <laughs> thanks. It's yeah. on your dime. Oh man. But uh but no, can't can't keep it to themselves, can't keep their mouth shut. No, just can't can't do it. Uh, but I've, I mean, obviously, criminals usually aren't smart in the first place. But uh, all right, that's it for news you can lose. One final segment before we get out of here on the Dopey Millennial Show. I have to, as a Dopey Millennial who received plenty of participation trophies in my lifetime, have now got to give out my own participation trophy. Well, at least you tried. This is a participation trophy on the Dopey Millennial Show. This one is not going to go to someone doing something dumb. However, it is going to go to someone who has probably had the greatest day out of all of us. It is Shohei Otani. He is getting my participation trophy uh, because of the thing that I we, we touched on it a little bit here and there throughout the show and a little bit with Crosstalk, uh, talking with Chris Thomas uh, uh, in his show of this idea that there were so many. Buster Olney was one of them, and, and uh, John... Um, Heyman was another of these MLB insiders attacking Shohei Otani for, you know, you you really are killing the game here. We we would love to market, you know, Major League Baseball and the fun of free agency, but, well, you know, you're just not letting it happen by you keeping everything a secret. And I love that J.J. Watt took to, to Twitter this past week and said, athlete does public free agency tour. Media says, look at the ego. All about themselves. Attention seeker. Athlete tries to keep everything private. The media goes, why Shohei Otani is doing himself and his sport a disservice? Which is what Buster Olney wrote on ESPN this past week. Um, I loved the fact that the biggest storyline, uh, aside from where Shohei Otani was going to go, which for just about, for, for the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, uh, the Angels, the Braves, all of these fan bases still thought they had a mm-hmm. chance because we didn't have insiders saying, well, this team has no shot, this team has no shot. We just didn't know. So the biggest story of the week became investigating what the name of Shohei Otani's dog was. Pablo Torre on his podcast went and was like, look, there's an investigation that reportedly is turned up that one of the potential teams he's interested in is the dog's name. Uh, then Cespedes Barbecue on Twitter said, somebody at winter meetings presented the following theory. Otani's dog name, the dog is not his dog. The dog was a rental. Like, it was a prop pup. It was a whole thing. It was a whole conspiracy. Like, this is what the conspiracy theories went to. You know how much more fun that is than, oh, what team is he going to? We're talking about rental dogs to throw people off the scent pun intended of where he was going to go so yeah. Shohei Otani you for sure uh you get a participation trophy because well and I'm sure you could buy one pretty easily because you have <laughs> 700 million dollars over the next 10 years the one quick thing I want to say before we get out of here to the people like Buster Olney who wrote you know how he's doing a disservice it is not Shohei Otani's job to save baseball that's your commissioner's Thank job. You. you have an issue with the fact that baseball is a dying sport? Take it up with the commissioner, not Shohei. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I mean, the, the amount of times 
that they fumbled the bag on marketing their stars. It is, it's, you're right. It's not on Shohei Otani to save this whole thing. He is just one man who wants to live his life in a very simple way, and he got to do that. He got to break the news himself on Instagram today, and uh, he's going to be a Dodger, and it's going to be a tough one for the Braves, who for the next 10 years get to deal with Shohei Otani in L.A. and all the ramifications that come with that. All right, the Lakers are up by four with about seven minutes to play in the in-season tournament championship game. That's going to be an exciting one to see come down to the wire. Look, guys, it's been a fun couple of hours here on the Dopey Millennial Show. Dom, appreciate you behind the glass, sir. Uh, hopefully get to do this again pretty soon. I know we've got some exciting things coming up. Specifically tomorrow, our Falcons need a win. A win, and it's almost guaranteed you make the playoffs. A loss, and things get much more complicated. So, you know, Des, Art, could you guys just make it easy on us? All right, till next time, y'all have a good one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.